March 9th, day seven. Greed, contentment. It is greed to do all the talking, but not to want to listen at all. Democritus. Strangely, it is one of the first words we learn to speak. Tripping out of infants' mouths and clinging to their lips like the one last dry Cheerio, more. From our earliest days, we're trained to want it. From our first tottering steps, we're prodded to take it. One more. It's a lesson that's hard to unlearn. Our childhood grows it, our adolescence deepens it, and our adulthood hardens it. The epic myth of more. More money, more attention, more credit, more stuff. From deep in our souls, the neediness of our lives takes voice and action, and the devil smirks. In over 50 years of combined ministry, the lives we've seen ruined by the constant pursuit of more, by greed's dread urges are innumerable. Countless marriages have been torn apart, families have been destroyed, careers have ended, and reputations lay ruined, all because of our insatiable appetite for more, for just one more, which is never enough. Inevitably, that one last one becomes the single snowflake that causes the avalanche to tumble down the mountainside. Make no mistake, greed is sin. It is evil, a wickedness that tempts our eyes to stray, and off in the distance we hear the prowling lion's roar. It is his laughter at our own expense, that we in Christ who have everything would risk it all for just one more nothing. What then quiets his laughter? Contentment. It's a life that recognizes what it has. It's a life that values what it has. It's content. It's a life that thanks God for what it has rather than complaining and striving for what it doesn't. It's a life whose reference point is Jesus Christ, whose only reference point is Jesus Christ. Through plenty and through lack, through too many and too few, through all the ups and downs, but especially in the downs, it's the miracle of contentment. For it is contentment that knows that everything else is passing that everything else tarnishes and wilts and fades. And there's such freedom that comes with that awareness. Freedom from all the comparing, freedom from all the competing, freedom from checking to see if our neighbor's grass is greener than ours. In fact, it might even lead us to the realization that our neighbor's lawns are really just astroturf, that they're all an illusion, that it's all a facade, just an appearance, fake. But just so we know, just so we're forewarned, this journey just might open our eyes too. Lent may open them to the reality that in our maniacal race for more, we've settled for the easy, no-fuss, fake stuff as well. You see, in this world that is addicted to more, in this culture obsessed with the containers of our lives, our houses and our cars and our incomes and our careers— what position our kid has on the team, and what school they're going to in the fall. In a world gone mad over the containers, Jesus is pretty clear. Real life, the good life, is all about the contents. It's all about the relationships that we foster. It's about the hope that we share and the good humor that we show. The good life, the abundant life, is about the love that we shine. All of them, things that we give away.